Yeah, good evening, everyone. Good evening. We're back. We're We're good to see everybody. Yeah. Sorry we missed you last week. Yeah. You know, just had something come up that, you know. It happens. Yeah, it does happen. It does happen. A little illness popped up. But uh, but we're excited. I hope you're seeing our Christmas tree. Yes. Yeah, that's nice. It's beginning. Well, some people would say it's... beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Well, the stores start soon as Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I was kind of glad. I, yeah. I was glad to get started on Christmas early because I think everybody needs to get out of like thinking about COVID, thinking about um, martial law, uh, <laughs> thinking about, you know, things that kind of depress people. Yeah, yeah, especially, yeah, yeah. So uh, so I'm excited. Uh, we want to welcome our in-studio crowd. Um, yes. If you've never been a part of our in-studio crowd, this was the last day that you had an opportunity to be a member yeah, of that. Yeah, uh, today it, is our last yeah. in, uh, intention of God for the rest of the year so mm-hmm. we're not going to be intentional about god no for at least two months at so, least uh, yeah 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 we're Tis just the season like, yeah. now this is the end of our learn and love a leader series and then uh we got something really good that's happening in the new year yep then sometime in march we will be starting up intentionally god again but we'll be going really deep into theology mm-hmm. we'll talk about issues that as a church that we may deal with mm-hmm. uh, social issues we'll deal with um Things like what's the church's stand on the role of women, yeah. speaking in tongues, yeah. second coming of Christ. Where did uh, all the poop go on the ark? Yeah, yeah. All those, all those, those things that you've uh, those been are wanting to know. Burning questions, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. That was mm-hmm. the number one question asked. Remember it is. It is. Um, yeah. But uh, so I'm starting Christmas. We've already started decorating at the house, putting but up lights. Pre Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, it's oh. too much work just to do for three, four weeks. Now, believe me, my wife Susan is in opposition to it all the way. <laughs> she is just like, I mean, Brian can tell you, she just, she's like, I love that. I love that woman. It's all you, babe. Uh, let me look right into that camera. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, she does not want any. So I'm going to set it all up. After Thanksgiving dinner's over, we will have an illumination moment oh. or moment of illumination I imagine it being the scene from Christmas Vacation where he calls yeah. the family out front hallelujah oh man so we'll do that and I do have some stuff already inflated because Ireland needs to see those things so I've used the baby to kind of get a thing so and your setup is much like mullets is that business is in the front Yes, yes. Jesus Party in the front. is in the back. That's right. We do yeah. the goofy stuff in the back, but we yeah. want up front, it's all about Jesus. Yeah. 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 So. Um, it's beautiful. Also, movies are starting. Um, yes. What is your favorite Christmas Chris- movie? I go through two or three every year. Okay. Okay. We always watch Four Christmases. Oh, with? With Vince Vaughn. Yes. Reese Witherspoon. We always okay. watch that one. All right. All right. Well, I always right. squeeze in uh, Christmas Vacation. You know, oh yeah and, yeah, and and the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch has uh, has, has slid up the oh, rankings. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. And yeah. Charlie Brown. That's that's not technically a movie, but we always will watch. Yeah, those four. Yeah, yeah. We're um, my number one movie is A Christmas Carol with uh, Jean Luc Picard from Star Trek. Yes, the Enterprise. Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it, if you watch Star Trek, you 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 know about the holodeck. So it's it it, it is like. A Christmas Carol is being performed on the holodeck mm. by Captain Picard. Yeah. So it's, it's really it. good. Yeah. Um, we get kind of caught in a quagmire of romantic Hallmark Channel Don't, stuff. Christmas in Aspen, those oh, kind of things. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Kill me. I mean, it's like just the, <laughs> the worst. Yeah. 
That's good. Same great. actress. Every one of yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Um, same plot line. Say, yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, he's not who he said he was, yeah. but, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, so then, um, what, what's another big one? I, I haven't d- seen Elf all the way through. I, we do a lot. The boys like Elf. Yeah. We I know that, that Josh yeah. and Chapel like Elf. Yeah. Is that their big one? I think there's, I think they're Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch. Okay. I and, think that's that's theirs. And Ted, actually, which one did he like? Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas, yeah. We were talking earlier about we had a little one Sunday last year. Yeah. <clears throat> you got you three yeah, presented your case on stage for yeah. the best Christmas movie. Yeah, I think Ted won. There were, there, I, I think there was a mic dropped. Yeah. I don't know if he, I don't, there was, I don't even remember. It was like a crazy, everyone was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It, um, uh, burr, 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 burr. yeah. I used to love It's a Wonderful Life, and I recommend everybody watch it at least once. Mm-hmm. It's really phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited about just getting it all revved up and going. Yeah. Um, we're going to cook a pig this year. Simon, if you're out there. Um, Simon's probably prepping for his three bird fest I heard about today. Yeah, he's got a three for Thanksgiving. But we're going to dig a ditch in in my yard, and we're going to um, uh, cook a pig in it Mm -hmm. for Christmas. Yeah. So we're going to have fun with it. You got your pig found? Uh, not yet. That's uh, Simon. I'm uh, invoking. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, pastoral privileges and asking him to uh, step up and help me cook this pig. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna, gonna be fun. I'm gonna reach and fix your mic real oh, quick. Oh, really? It slid a little bit. It slid. Okay. The cable got a little tight. There you go. Yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been there. <laughs> your cable's a little tight. Oh <laughs> uh, 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 well, I'm glad we're here yeah. and. Um, uh, we, uh, we're we're going to finish up leader, but uh, I think it's going to be a good subject. So mm-hmm. uh, why don't you uh, lead us in prayer? Yep. Lord, thank you for this evening. Thank you that you're here with us. Thank you so much for everyone gathered here today and watching that's with us in this community. Thank you for what you've taught us throughout this entire series. And as we end it tonight, we just pray that you'll once again show us f- from your word more about how we can know you. Thank you that your presence is here. That your spirits here with us now. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I got a lot of Bible reading for you tonight. Okay, oh, I'm ready. So yeah, I've, I've had to read over them. Make sure I get the names right. Right, right. You do good with the names. <clears throat> Some of them are doozies. Yeah, but you don't stop. Yeah, no, I that's the key. Stop and I, then I'm my, I get that hook yeah. on the phonics the thing yeah, going, yeah. going. Uh, uh, going, going. Going, going, yeah. yeah. So we've been learning about the need for a leader to have the power of persuasion, passion, mm-hmm. and personhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so much it. And we learned about Nehemiah rebuilding the walls. And we love that phrase where he said he discarded any lingering doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, that idea that he was not going to walk away from the work that God had called him to. That he consecrated himself. That he had a mind to work. And that, that classic statement when he's being taunted by his adversaries, um, I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. Should a man like me leave and come down to you? Mm-hmm. And how he was just determined that he was not going to leave what God had called him to do. Um, so... On a practical level, seeing people live these principles out is very helpful, and, and, and that's what we're going to see. We're going to see two people who actually live this out, not building a wall, but we're going to see that it has something to do with that. Mm-hmm. But there's no better example that's appropriate at this time for our Christmas tree yeah. than Mary and Joseph mm-hmm. and the birth of Christ. So we're going to find that they're two very simple individuals. There's nothing highly complex about Joseph a carpenter, and Mary. 
Um, corporate America and celebrities would have missed them. Mm-hmm. There was nothing about them that was particular. You know, as a raised as a Catholic, we always were taught that Mary was probably the most beautiful woman to ever have walked the earth. Okay, oh, but yeah. there's nothing biblical about that at all. But we just kind of want to make our saints the best of everything. It's like Stacey McLean, a wonderful le- uh, mm-hmm. woman's mentor, leader of our SOAR ministry, mm-hmm. phenomenal leader. She believes that the Apostle Paul was a hunk. So she yeah. watches these movies about the life of the Apostle Paul where the guy is like, you know, good looking. Yeah, it's like yeah. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thor. So she said she yeah. just watched one the other day. Um, I, I When I found out that she really believed like he was like gladiator type guy yeah. or William Wallace kind of, it kind of made me rethink about what would be her motive for reading the epistles. Maybe yeah. she's reading them with a different little mindset. Maybe yeah. they're like romance novels for her. <laughs> I know. You know? The Apostle Paul, uh, yeah, I mean, Apostle Paul like, is shredded oh, with yeah, half his yeah. shirt off. It's no longer <laughs> I who lives. <laughs> the button's bursting off. I can do all things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so... I, yeah. I think of being raised Catholic, we always kind of felt like the, the saints were superheroes, super beautiful and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth, particularly as we talk about Joseph and Mary. They're just regular people. Um, we're going to see that there are some key things that they do that we talked about in theory with Nehemiah, but we're going to see lived out and exemplified in Mary and Joseph. Mm-hmm. So... We're going to see that these two individuals respond to a challenge of partnership with God like I don't think anyone's ever done before. When I think about it in my personal life, I know I haven't done it. But when I even think about the other apostles that came along, I don't know if anybody does it at the height and level that these two do it. First of all, they're going to be challenged with a cultural stigma. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to have this questionable sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. I know we don't talk about it or we feel like uh, you can't talk about sex with Mary because she's virgin. Yeah. And, and you, uh, the Lord. Little, yeah. little note about Mary is that Catholics believe she is ever virgin. So they call her, it's like ever virgin Mary, that she never had sexual relationships with, with uh, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Um, as Protestants, we don't believe that's true. We believe that Jesus um, had had possibly had siblings mm-hmm. and but there's no reason why she couldn't have had sex with joseph it's got something to do with sex i think f- for catholic theologians yeah. they, they want to keep her pure as if sex is like unpure mm-hmm. and i mean even some of the reformers like martin luther thought that sex was a necessary evil for the propagating of the species mm-hmm. you know uh, and you know what my response is <laughs> yeah yeah he must have been doing it wrong yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. Yeah. What, are you, what are you looking at me like that for? I mean, <laughs> Come on, you it's thought good. It. God looked at it and said, "It's good. It's not good for man to be alone." Exactly. Yes, yeah, that's so. Be fruitful um, and multiply. Uh, that's I'll, exactly it. Um, so cultural stigma is going to be in this story. We're going to have religious stigma. Mm-hmm. Uh, questionable voices in the middle of the night. I mean, Mary's going to hear voices. Appearances are going to happen. Yeah. These were not happening to people on a regular. But we think, well, okay, oh Moses, David, Jeremiah, Mary, and Joseph. No, we're talking about centuries. Mm-hmm. We're talking about 400 uh, to, you know, like almost a thousand years of, of gaps in between these kinds of revelations. And all of mm-hmm. a sudden we have this carpenter in a little town called Nazareth, which by the way, Nazareth, 
was the existence of Nazareth was doubted for a long time. And it's only been in the last, I think, 100 years, maybe 50 years, that archaeological discovery of the town of Nazareth actually happened. Uh, Nazareth is not like a town like we think of, like, I guess Goose Creek is a city now, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, I was born in the town of Reading. Uh, yeah. But it's, it would be more equivalent to a subdivision. It was like, and it was a, like a borough of a city as opposed to it being its own thing. And it was not a reputable place to be. So when we start talking about hearing voices in the middle of the night, some carpenter and then some, some young, possibly 15 to 17-year-old girl hearing, seeing an angel and then having to explain it to her cousins yeah. and family. I mean, that's, we don't realize how, what the stigma is here. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they're going to have to have a certain openness to impossible ideas. We can say, oh, yes, we believe in the virgin birth. Well, it's because we know of one. They didn't know of one. There wasn't like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah that yeah. happened to what's her oh, name? Yeah, yeah. You know? She told me about that. That's <laughs> yeah. One, yeah, yeah, the that's craziest thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, her dad was about to shoot her, and yeah. then she said something about a virgin birth. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh. You know, yeah, so yeah. You know, so it had never. It is amazing we don't get struck down. <laughs> it's always, yeah, it really is. But I think it would have just been me. You know, um, to leave me here to watch. Yeah, it. yeah, just watch it. But no, seriously, they're being presented ideas that are going to challenge biblical limits. So, mm-hmm. and it's not been done. It would be like telling Moses that the Red Sea is going to open, and it's never opened before. Mm-hmm. So we got to remember, this is new to them. Mm-hmm. But do it all, they stay on course. Not highly sophisticated, not religiously trained, not philosophers, yeah. just regular people like you and I. Um, and, but this does not stop them from being involved in, being involved in the work of God, like mm-hmm. Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had challenges to go with it. And we're just kind of recapping here. Uh, first of all, they're, they're running from Herod for their lives. Most yeah. people don't realize this. And maybe over this Christmas season, you'll read the Christmas story in all the different gospels. Mm-hmm. And you'll find that there's like a period where they have to run from Herod and they go into Egypt. Most people don't really know that they, they had to get a flight into Egypt. Yeah. And yeah. They, they lived in Egypt for like five years. Yeah. And so they had to wait for Herod to die. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah. then they had to deal with internal questions throughout the years. I mean, okay, can we just, yeah. and, I, and this is serious, but I'll hear from God. I heard from God the other day. I, I mean, he really sp- spoke something into my heart that really profoundly affected me. Um, but, you know, I go three or four days and I'm kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah, it was probably God, but I don't know. I, mm-hmm. But I'll start to wonder about it. Okay, can you imagine Mary and Joseph are traveling from from uh, Nazareth to Bethlehem, then they got to go from Bethlehem to Egypt. You don't think there's just like one time when he looks over at her and it's just like, you know, like, is this really, yeah. did this really play? I mean, so we, maybe he didn't, but it was something. Yeah. And sometimes the battle is not the Herods that chase us, but the internal questions of doubt mm-hmm. when you get into the plan. So yeah. um, then they had to watch and listen to Jesus grow up. Yeah. Sometimes I, I remember uh, when Emma, 
again, a reference to the, the wonderful McLean family. Mm-hmm. But Emma was always a brilliant child. But I, I remember when she was like three, she was like annoyingly brilliant. <laughs> okay. She would correct your English. You know, she would finish your math problem for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, just incredibly. Uh, but had really good, you'd have, with Emma, she just couldn't pass her by. She, and she was very confident and, and uh, uh, incredible kid. Um, but there was, most of the times you can kind of uh, ignore a child, mm-hmm. especially if the child's not yours. But Emma was one of those kids that you just didn't ignore because she'd come up and, you know, what's your name? Why are you doing that? You know, and, uh, and, and it was really, I kind of liked it. Yeah. But let's take um, Mary and Joseph. They're, they're watching Jesus grow up before he starts his ministry. They're watching him at, you know, 10 years or 12 years of age in the temple. And he's, yeah. he's talking to all the, uh, yeah. the religious folks. That's, that's got to make you wonder, it's like, what do we got here, yeah. you know? Isn't that- <laughs> yeah. People don't think about that, yeah. but that would challenge me. All of a sudden, you, you're going back. They have to go back and get him. And when they get back there, he says, well, why were you looking for me? Yeah. You know? Because uh, you forgot to clean your room up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you haven't brushed your teeth in three days. <laughs> but yeah. he's like, didn't you know that I would be about my father's house? Yeah. And it's like... What the And it says heck? Mary pondered all these oh, things yes. in her heart. Yeah, That's right. And yeah. you don't ponder because you're experiencing normal run-of-the-mill life. Mm-hmm. It's because there were moments when she was just like, what, it, what am I involved in here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not in a bad way. Then they had to watch as they saw his growing fame and his rejection. But even they stayed the course. Now, we don't know about Joseph. He probably died. We mm-hmm. don't have much about that. But they stayed the course in faith, even to the foot of the cross, that Mary is there at the last moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and at any point, Mary could have interrupted the crucifixion of Jesus and told the Roman soldiers, my son's confused. He thinks he's God. Mm-hmm. Please do not kill him. And found some sort of mental capacity exclusion for him, you know? Um, but she didn't do that because it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And she knew that to stay the course in truth would bring about the death of her son. Yeah. I don't think we think about that, that that's what's going on in the Christmas story up front. All the humanity yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, what's different about them and Nehemiah is he's rebuilding walls of a city, but here God becomes flesh and blood, restoring the walls of mankind. Mm-hmm. So they're doing the same thing. God's restoring the human heart and restoring it through, through Christ, mm-hmm. whereas Nehemiah was just rebuilding walls. So you're going to hear the concepts that we liked so much about Nehemiah when he said, uh, should a man like me run, or they had a mind to work, or they consecrated themselves to the work of God. You're going to hear that in the Christmas story. And so I encourage you, as you read the Christmas story over the next couple of months, look for those, those, um, that passion, that personhood, that... Um, commitment to to leadership mm-hmm. in this. So why don't we start by yeah. uh, reading some of the story. I believe it's coming to us out of Matthew 1, starting in verse 18. Yeah. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. 
Okay, so we all of a sudden have something revealed about Joseph's character. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Joseph is wants to respond the right way. He's, he's responding... I, I love it. He, he's not only res- doing it based upon the law of Moses, but he takes it even further, unwilling to put her to shame. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want her dragged out into the middle of the city and stoned. Um, and also we need to realize that initially he does not know the plan. Right. So yeah. it's not like he was a different kind of guy, like, ooh, you're pregnant? God must be up to something. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean. Oh, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I want to take that cheesy idea that that they were different from us in that kind of way. Like they mm-hmm. had a, an extra, like a chip in their head for spiritual activity mm-hmm. that the rest of us don't have. You know, they had a sainthood, you know, something in them. Mm-hmm. But no, I, he was like, wow, this isn't good. Uh, my my fiance or my wife just came up and told me uh, she's pregnant and I know it wasn't me and uh, having to the deal first, with that. Was this the first God card? Like God told me? God told me. You know, he ever... Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, God did it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be really <laughs> difficult. Yeah. yeah. So please don't don't take that out of the story mm-hmm. just to kind of sanctify the story so that can, we can keep the story holy. No, this is difficult. We yeah. now have a man who's about to divorce his wife. But even in that, right. how many divorces have we seen? I, I've been through one where they're not done in such a way to put away, to uh, keep a, a, the other person from shame. Yeah. You know, so he uh, resolved to divorce her quietly. So let's, let's go on with the story. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. Okay, can I, can I just mm-hmm. stop right there? Because I, it's not in our notes, but I think the fact that it says, um, but as he considered these things, I think you always have got to, instead of just reacting, you've got to consider, okay, what's going on here? I, I love that mm-hmm. about him is uh, in, in this thing to fix things like we normally will do is like, I got to fix this. I got to get rid of that. I got to mm-hmm. change that. Uh, is that a spider web? I, I, I'm sorry. ADD. I'm so, ADD. It's kicking in. <laughs> um, in the middle of all this, he was willing to consider something. And I love that. That's the, that's like the uh, cash in a computer chip. Mm-hmm. You know, that place where you take facts and you bring them into this and, and you're like a place of ponderance. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I could get angry about this. I could get upset, but I'm willing to consider mm-hmm. maybe something else is going on here. Right. Okay. It, he has no idea what it is, but I think that's when we think about arguments with people, when we think about the injustice that's been done with us, if you can get yourself just stopping to consider Okay, what did that person mean? Why would that person have said that? Maybe there is another solution in this. And, and I'd, I think that's giving God space to expand your expectation. Mm-hmm. Death quote. Yeah, yeah, giving God space to expand your expectation. Mm-hmm. So he is considering these things. Okay, go ahead. We have the angel talking. Yeah. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. Okay. 
So, first of all, he says, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Why? Because it would only be natural to take to be afraid to take her as mm. his wife. So, we, we tend to... He doesn't scold him. It's like, why are you afraid to take Mary to be your wife? Mm-hmm. Don't he's you know like, I'm doing something here? Yeah, yeah, he's like, no. He's like, don't be afraid. Because fear would be the natural response in this. And... Um, He's going to give him some higher thing that supersedes the natural response. Mm-hmm. And if we all could get that, because we all live in the world of natural responses, chemically, physiologically, sociologically, psychologically, we all respond to something. And he's like, and there's a natural response to the way, but we are, we are to consider that um, God will give us a response that will be greater than the natural response that we normally have. Mm. So it was right that he should be afraid. And um, he said, but don't be, because I'm going to give you, with your ponderance, with your consideration, I'm going to put another idea in your head. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be from God. But then it says, and, and Joseph woke from the sleep and he did as the angel commanded him. Okay. All I know, I know that's just a really short line and I don't know how quickly you can get married mm-hmm. at this time frame. So uh, we don't really know exactly how long of a gap, but we do know that it expresses the mind of Joseph, whether it took months to do this or he did it in a day. Um, it says that when he woke from his sleep, meaning that the moment that he woke up from the revelation of God being imparted to him, he did what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big. That's a great example. Is that when God, you know that God has told you to do something, whether it's objectively in the scriptures, he's told you to do something, or subjectively in a unique situation that may be presented in your life, that uh, Joseph didn't waste time like, I really need to pray about this. Mm -hmm. You know, there are so many visions that God gives people that are lost because of prayer. Okay, now that sounds crazy. But if God didn't tell you to wake up and pray, and he told you to wake up and take Mary as your wife, well, then prayer is not your answer, nor is it your expression of obedience. You know, if he says forgive, the only thing you should be praying about is God give me the strength to forgive. But other than that. Not whether you, or not. Yeah, you're not supposed to be praying about it no more. Yeah, yeah. So, but I love the fact that he wakes up, as soon as he knows the will of God, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you could say it this way. He had a mind to work, mm-hmm. just like we heard about Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as they, so I, I hope I could do this, you know, um, mm-hmm. that my fears could be challenged. And, uh, and, you know, and this really is just one conversation he's having. And let's see here. Yeah. He's having it as uh, in a dream, okay? An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Mm-hmm. Now, that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Okay, why would the angel have to appear to him in a dream? Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see an angel appearing to him in a vision, okay? But why would the angel have to appear? In the, why not just have the dream happen? Mm-hmm. You know, just lay out the dream. Why does the angel have to show up? As if that kind of validates something. I don't know. I haven't thought about that mm-hmm. too much, but I thought it was interesting. Um, but, but he gets all this information. This is all happening in a dream, and that dream is so compelling that, it, it, that he's able to change his natural inclination towards fear and biological questions and all that other stuff, and he rises up. So 
I, when I look at it, it's like, how much does God have to say to me before I will finally act? Hmm. Or how long will he have to say it to me before I will finally do it? This guy has a dream. Mm -hmm. So all this information happens in one night and he's up and he's going. Mm. That, that's impressive to me. Yeah. Um, and then it says, uh, after he had a mind to work. That he took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Okay. Um, this is where, like we learned in Nehemiah, where he consecrates himself to the work. Mm -hmm. So he takes her as, as a wife, you know, and we've all been there before. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of, you know, that's the night. That's the night. Yeah. You know, it's like. It's yeah. why you get married. You've waited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Luther apparently didn't leave <laughs> yeah, that, but yeah. that's, uh, you know, so this was the night, but I love it. Um, it's that his God calling, um, or what God called him to do superseded his own personal interests. Mm -hmm. That's, that's leadership. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, he was not willing to risk anything coming in front of what God had called him to do. Right, right. Yeah. Because here's, here's what happens. If he decides to have sex with Mary, um, after this moment where she will bear a son and cause the name Jesus and, and all the, yeah. the Holy Spirit stuff. But Which now he legally could have done. He yeah. legally could have done. Biblically could have done. Biblically could have done. Okay? Yeah. If he steps in there, from this point on, he will never know for sure if God did this. Mm-hmm. Okay? because he put his own right. interests involved. Right. And I think that we do that too. It's like, I'll do the work of God, but I'm also going to do it my way. <laughs> yeah. And we muddy the waters. We get it. We mess it all up. Mm -hmm. And then we're not really sure if we're, when we look back, was that really God or was that me? So I think that the fact that he was willing to put the brakes on his own personal interests, which were biblical, mm -hmm. which were good, which were holy, he was mm -hmm. willing so that him and Mary would know, oh yeah, yeah, this was a miracle. So that they could look in the face of other people. It's like, yeah, but you know, um, didn't you guys have sex with, well, yeah, I mean, just once. Well, then mm -hmm. how do you know it didn't happen then? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no. We are so committed to the vision of what God calls us. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you can't see leadership in, in that. And I don't know of anybody in all of scripture that yielded the desires of their bodies, yielded uh, their biological understanding and expectations, that yielded their reputation more in the Bible than these two people right here. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I mean, Moses ran out into the desert you know, he killed an Egyptian, mm -hmm. runs out in the desert, and God has to do a burning bush. And then he's scared and tells God, I can't talk. And so God sends Aaron out and says, yeah, we're going to do this to, you know, Aaron's going to talk to you. And then he, there's got to be like 10 signs and all this other stuff. And, and then he gets angry with God in the middle of the desert. So, I mean, kudos to Moses. Great guy. Um, <laughs> great guy. Great guy. I mean, <laughs> can he play around a golf or what? <laughs> but, but this is, this is. This is hitting home, mm -hmm. you know? He's lying in bed next to this woman and he's watching her stomach rise. And he's, you know, as she's going through the, the, mm -hmm. the time of, you know, having a child and all, and just watching this, like, I didn't do this. Yeah. This is not me. Yeah. You know, 
I just think it had to be insane. Yes. Yeah. And I think we miss it because we go through the Christmas story and don't slow down and and see the human side of this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, he consecrates himself. Other thing is, I think this is big, is, uh, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Um, You shall call his name Jesus. Okay, let me just talk to the guys here for a second. You gonna let another guy tell you what you're gonna call your kid? I mean, that's, and I, I think particularly at, in this time of history mm-hmm. where, you know, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of the, you know, where the mm-hmm. son of and, and the prominence of the firstborn son and all that. And you're going to let somebody else name your kid for you. I think that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm going to call my, I, I went through this with Susan and her family and I was rude to her. Um, her family calls her Phyllis. Okay. Um, and, uh, so, but when Susan was born, she was named Susan Eleanor, but her grandmother didn't like the name. Mm -hmm. So she just imposed herself upon the family and said, we're not calling her Susan. We're calling her Phyllis. I mean, Phyllis, (laughs) what the heck is, I mean, the only person that was named Phyllis was Phyllis Diller. She was like this really unattractive comedian, vulgar woman on TV and in the movies. So, um, but she she just came right in and renamed, basically renamed Susan Phyllis. So when I started dating Susan, all of her family would call her Phyllis. And um, I, I did it wrong, okay? Her family is amazing, mm-hmm. especially her sisters. But they said, yeah, you're sure she's Phyllis. I said, I thought her name was Susan. And um, yeah, well, well, but, and they told me the story. I felt her father who was deceased, I never got a chance to meet him, but an amazing godly man, humble man, sharecropped and all that. I mean, just a humble, good man. Um, I was like, no, we're not calling her Phyllis anymore. We're calling her Susan. Mm-hmm. I am honoring her dad. Yeah. So I actually imposed like a jerk. And now I look back, it's like, you arrogant son of a gun. But I was so committed that if her father called her Susan, then that's what she's going to be called in the family. Mm-hmm. So the family was always kind of like, mm. oh, Paul, call Phyllis Susan. But I do think I have a little bit of Bible to stand on here. Is that, but so that when Joseph yields that to, mm-hmm. to the angel, that's a big deal. Yeah. I'm going to let you do with my son what you want to do. I mean, I wonder how much he had to battle having watched her go through this process if it ever like clicked in his mind. All right, that's this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um you can do what you want or if he had to constantly fight his humanity because I think he yeah. probably had to constantly fight yeah. his humanity even through it. Yeah. Can you imagine like talking to his friends at the gym? You know, they're they're on the bench press. It's like, yeah, Yeah. it's like, dude, I'm telling you, we haven't. I'm this is the weirdest thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, you calling him Jesus? Why are you calling him Jesus? Anybody in your family named Jesus? No. Yeah. So what are you doing? Well, because the angel told me to. Yeah. It's like, dude, you are such a wimp. I know, yeah. I mean it's like so crazy. What are you involved in? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so Mary has the same kind of leadership response to the challenge from God. Mm. I think this is cool. Ladies out there. So anybody, 
that says that women aren't called of God to take uh, a strong stand to respond to the call of God for their lives. Mm -hmm. uh, this is all hinging on Mary here. Yeah. So Joseph is kind of, an, he's an active partner, but he's not the partner that's being acted upon. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, she's the one that's going to give birth to this child. So and that's that's a big deal. Yeah. So why don't we read that part of the story? In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, "Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you." Okay. So already we have her ethos, her character has been observed and declared by God. Mm -hmm. If you don't think God's paying attention to what the quality of your character, you're totally mistaken. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think it's just something that gets added up at the end when you go to heaven and God, you know, announces what you did and didn't do or what you should have done, what you, you know, all that stuff there. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, God's very much aware of our character in this moment. And our character may be determining how much of God overshadows our life. Mm -hmm. And so, because she was highly favored of the Lord, because of her ethos, this spectacular story unfolds mm -hmm. of God and earth. I'm telling you, if she did not have this character, this story doesn't go this way. Mm -hmm. So, um, very yeah. important part. Let's continue. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? Okay. Um, I like the fact that she asks a question like this. And... Because there are some good questions to ask God. People I sometimes don't ask God any questions. There are some good questions to ask God. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of, um, I hate the phrase blind leap of faith, because I don't think faith is blind. Um, I think it's the result of other data points that add up to the next step mm -hmm. that you may not see, but the rational interaction with God helps you forecast that. So I don't believe in just like tying a cloth around your, your eyes and then walking around and that's equivalent to faith. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, um, I take the next step because I've experienced the first four steps that I believe that the fifth step is there, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. even though I may not see the fifth step. Mm -hmm. So... Um, Sometimes they don't represent doubt as much as they represent the, the, the mind's ability to grab the yeah. reach of faith. So she's just trying to get her head wrapped around this. Yeah, because keep in mind what she just got told. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you don't understand what God's doing in your life, it's okay to ask him. It's like, I just don't know how you're going to pull this off, God. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you're going to work this out. It's like, oh, yo, I, I totally understand. That's why I'm telling you also, uh, mm -hmm. don't be afraid. Um, I, I thought it was kind of funny. It said, but she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what kind of greeting were you expecting from an angel? I mean, or, or yeah. how many different kind of greetings are there? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think it just showed that 
that this was like almost a conversation that was so different, transcendent. You know mm. what I mean? It was like it's so otherly. It's like, what is this? Yeah. What am I experiencing? What's happening right now? Yeah. God you stuff know? should be different. That's yeah, kind of yeah. how, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's what I like about it. Yeah. It's, it's like we hear Jesus say, you have heard it said this way, but I say to you, and then he says, turn the other cheek. It's like, what kind mm. of, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any and sense. Says, what are you yeah. talking about? So um, yeah. it's great to see Mary uh, go through this. Mm -hmm. All right, let's continue. And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Okay. Oh, there's the answer. Oh, yeah. I was looking for it. That explains everything. Yeah. The Holy Not, Spirit yeah. will come up upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The what will come upon yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the power of the Holy Spirit will overshadow me. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. It's... Sometimes you get an answer from God that gives you no more clarity than you had before <laughs> no, you got I'm the answer. I'm more confused than you when I asked. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Yeah. You know he knows the answer. Absolutely. You may not know the answer. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like with mechanic. My car, one of my cars is being worked on. Mm. It's like, I don't know what's wrong with it. And he could say the rats are fast and the random attainment with the, with the injector on the, uh, you know. The Rizzoli and the yeah, aisles. The, the Rizzoli. Yeah. And, uh, for, <laughs> I think yeah. it's a TV show. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's like, as long as you understand the answer, yeah. maybe I don't understand the answer. Um, yeah. It would not have been the answer that I was looking for. Mm. Um, what would have been, if you're in that situation, what's one of the answers that you'd be wanting from God? It'd be... Uh, how bad is this about to hurt? Yes. Or will it hurt? Period. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm okay. All right. I, yeah. that, I have to say it. That would have been the question. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow yeah. you. You know, the power of the mighty will come upon you. It's like, this sounds yeah. like this is going to hurt. Yeah. You know, it's like. Um, and then it's like, well, I've seen other people have babies. Yeah. How is that? Oh, How, absolutely. <laughs> and we're not being crude or vulgar yeah. or anything here. It's like, if this has never happened before, and because yeah. it's very important that it hasn't happened before, because that's the prophecy I believe we get out of Isaiah, mm -hmm. is that the importance of the virgin birth is that it is so impossible. Yeah. So that it becomes like one of those 12 stones or a, a, a demarcation in human history that this is really different. Yeah. Then. If you know it normally happens this way and you're being told this, you have no idea uh, on this. Mm -mm. Uh, another question that people have today would be where did the male chromosomes come from? Yeah. Okay, so if Jesus is, is uh, truly God and truly man, yeah. then he, he must have had all the chromosomes that a man had. Yeah. And, and I believe he did. I don't believe yeah. it was like missing a set because there wasn't a human male involved. Mm -hmm. um, but that today, that would be a question I'd probably mm -hmm. ask. Well, how are you going to get my male chromosomes? Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And then, uh, but Mary was just answer, satisfied with the answer. God will do it. Mm -hmm. Never in the history of humanity did we have such openness to the possibility of God than we have in this story. Mm -hmm. um, so Mary's response is simple, reflecting who she is, reflecting what the desire of her heart is. I love it. It's uh, not sophisticated, but yet the, uh, it is elegant mm -hmm. in, in a very divine kind of way. Why don't yeah. you read it? And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. 
be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Okay. You cannot give heaven a more elegant answer than here I am and God do whatever you want to do according to your word. I, you don't have to come up with anything more complicated than that. So it's not sophisticated, but yet it's elegant. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love that about Mary. That's my vision of Mary. It's not this incredible saint uh, person. and um, It's just the elegance of how she receives the plan of God into her life. And elegance to me is a word, like I refer to my wife as being elegant. Mm-hmm. Um, she does not like me calling her hot or sexy or anything mm. like that. And, I, you know, I have no problems saying that, but that's not how she wants to be described. Yeah. Um, and I know that those are pretty big terms, but really I guess the highest compliment for me is that she is elegant because it combines the mind, um, beauty, experience, poise, you know, um, Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's what Mary had. I think this answer has all that. It's got willingness. It's got self-determination. It's got submission, obedience. It's, it's got its authority. It's got all the beautiful components of the human soul mm-hmm. interacting with God. And I think when you see a human soul respond to God in such a way, so completely, physically, um, conceptually, the uh, I think that's humanity at its most elegant point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't mean to go on about that, but I I really do believe that. Yeah, this is yeah. one of the most elegant statements ever said by a human in response to God, mm-hmm. and that's what makes her beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. So this simple response encapsulate every principle that Nehemiah taught us a mind to work consecration and i will not run here i am lord behold this is my life i give it to you mm-hmm. i wonder how many times we kind of squirm out of the plan of god you know it sounds like a good idea you know and then it's like oh we should help them this year we should buy them christmas presents this year oh yeah yeah we should and then you get a little longer and it's like i know we really don't have that much we need to save that money for Mm -hmm. this and we need to do that and by the time it all goes christmas had no more elegance than it did the year before Mm -hmm. i I think we do we let things like that happen if you're a fan of jane austen and i won't make this a long illustration but if you're uh in sense and sensibility uh, in the beginning of it, the son is given a responsibility to take care of his uh, stepsisters by the father. But as they're riding to go visit these girls, the his wife talks him out of three three thousand pounds a year to just giving them fish mm. um, and and some game whenever he hunts. So they fall into poverty. Mm-hmm. I think that happens a lot is that we will, we will hear the call of God in our life, we'll respond, and then, you know, three to six months later, we're, we've kind of veered off from it, not Mary. Mm-hmm. So, um, so let's, let's stop and, and just think about how we're responding to challenges in our own personal lives. Um, uh, we can run from them, we can uh, do nothing, or we can walk through them. So one thing I was listening to Rick Warren talk about pain in his life. He's his son. I think it was like six or seven years ago, uh, committed suicide. 
had always struggled with depression and um, uh, committed suicide. And he's dealt with pain, the pain of the loss of his son. And he said something I thought was real profound. He said, you're going to have pain either way. So r- running from it, the pain follows you. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you still have the loss. And you, and, and you could get angry at God because the pain came in your life. But when you're finished yelling at heaven, you're still going to be in pain. Mm-hmm. You know, your son doesn't come back. Your body still hurts. Your difficulty is still there. So um, we have to just decide, are we going to run from it? Which, you know, or are we going to just do nothing? Or are we going to engage God in it? And I, I love what they did. Mm-hmm. So um, there may be questions you would like to ask God. Uh, but he may not give you the answers that you want. He may not give you the details. He may not lay it all out. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking for some sort of plan, like fixing the flooding of this building. You know, every year, oh, the, especially you and, and the rest of the staff, I would have a meeting with the city, and it's like, oh, it looks like God's going to do this, and it's going to happen here, and I got this guy who wants to do this, and mm-hmm. he wants a guy who's going to buy this building, and we're going to build this and all that, and all of a sudden, you know, like a month later, it all falls apart. It's like, wow, it really looked like it was God. And then another plan would come along, and then another flood would come along, and then I kind of figured out that I really don't know what the heck God's doing. Yeah. Other than the fact that he has said he will be with us and never forsake us, and I, he will build this church, and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. And mm-hmm. um, So I, I knew that, but other than that, I really didn't know the plan, and God wasn't speaking the plan to me. Um, but yet, just today, the surveyors from the Corps of Engineers were around our building. They're measuring to build the berm that will go around our property to protect us from ever flooding again at no cost to cross town. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I I, I didn't see that coming, you know? I saw lawsuits. I saw uh, selling the property on the cheap and building in another location. Um, I saw us folding, you know, and just selling it all and just going to Seacoast, uh, which would not be a bad thing, but, uh, I mean, going to Seacoast. Um, but, no, that's not, it wasn't about the plan. It's like, no, you can't run from this. You need to be part of the solution. I'm going to lead you and guide you. There were many um, city council meetings, talking with engineers, talking with developers, stopping developers, challenging things, and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, when's it going to work out? And, and today, to, I was walking around the property. It was cool to see the engineers mm-hmm. mapping it all out. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes you won't get the answer that you want, but will you be willing to live with the answer, the power of the Most High will overshadow you? Can that be a good enough answer? Mm-hmm. Um, it's scary, but it is the one that sometimes God will say, do you trust me? Mm-hmm. What was that from? Aladdin. Aladdin. Um, everybody, I mean, if you're out there and you got it, do you guys remember Aladdin? Did you guys ever see Aladdin the movie or the uh, cartoon version? Mm-hmm. But there's a point when Jasmine, he wants to take Jasmine for a carpet ride and she's a little concerned and he puts his hand down and he says, do you trust me? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is kind of like this moment. It's like, oh, yeah, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, well, that's the only answer you're getting. I'm going to be with you, and I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Mm-hmm. Is that good enough for you? Yeah. And, and it has to be mm-hmm. if you want to experience God. Yeah. So, um, and also, we've got to realize, Mary and Joseph didn't follow a star. 
You know, yeah. when they're doing this, they don't, it's not like the stars there. I mean, that comes like two years later. So it's not like, okay. Yeah, news, just hot take, the, the, the uh, shepherds are, or the uh, wise men. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it so took a few years for them to uh, get there. Right, they right. weren't there that night. He was born in the manger. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so um, yeah. they, uh, so they don't have this this object, yeah. like kind of a supernatural or a uh, astrological phenomenon that's yeah. happening. They're like, oh, you yeah. know, like a rainbow appearing over Nazareth, saying "Go this way" or yeah. anything like that. No, for them, it's just a dark sky. Yeah, there's no, there's no mystical star leading them not yet they were walking purely on faith mm -hmm. in god yeah um, so um so i guess if you know talking to you and me and talking to everybody else that may be here uh maybe you're somebody that other people have overlooked um you've been overlooked by your parents you've been overlooked by a spouse you've been overlooked by corporate america or celebrity or um you're just overlooked you're just going about your life being a good carpenter a, a good worker a good good wife a good person or whatever mm -hmm. um one of the things that we learn from the story is that does not mean that you've been overlooked by god mm -hmm. and Almost always, God uses regular people to do his work. Not, I love what Paul said, not many noble, not many wise, not many um, rich and famous are called by God. Mm -hmm. That God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wisdom of the wise. Mm -hmm. So, really, am I foolish enough to be used by God? Not am I wise enough, but am I, am I overly sophisticated? Uh, that I have lost the elegance to respond to God. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that's, mm, yeah. so, um, I also like it that God challenges Joseph and Mary individually. This speaks really to a family. You know, a, it, a family needs a dad to respond, a husband to respond, a wife, a mother to respond. Mm -hmm. That, but he challenges each and every one of them. Each person has to respond for themselves. Mary doesn't respond to Joseph for Joseph. Joseph has to do it. He has to get up and, and do what the angel told him. Uh, Mary, uh, Joseph can't respond for Mary. Hey, woman, here's what's going to happen, you know. Uh, talking like he's from Waldoboro or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, he, he, but no, it's like, She's going to have to make her own choice on this. Yeah. I, you cannot make your spouse do this. I love this. Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians about wives, can you save your husbands? And husbands, can you save your wives? It's like, no, you can't make another person respond to God. You can pray for them, but every one of us have to make a choice of whether or not we're going to respond to God in our own lives. So, um, so the question then may be, are you overlooking you? I overlook me more than anybody else overlooks me. I think, I think people expect something from me. I overlook me. I'm like, uh, I'm always like, why would they want to talk to me? Why, why would they want to come to my house for a small group? Or why would, you know, it's like, um, why would men want to hear me speak about being a father or, or being a husband or whatever? You know, I always overlook me. Um, and that's not godly. That's not what God wants. If God says, I, I've called you to do something, he wants us 
to just say, behold, you know, your servant, uh, and let it be done unto me as according to your word. That's the response. Mm -hmm. It's as elegant as it gets. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and only you can respond for you. But, and also, you have to respond. We, we want a God that would kind of make, make it all work for us. And it's like, no. The kingdom of God only comes to those who, those who respond to the kingdom of God. It doesn't ex, uh, exert itself against an unwilling person to bring about God's best in their life. It involves thy kingdom, a prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth in my life as it is in heaven. Give me your daily bread. Deliver me from evil. It's this personal interchange with the kingdom of God coming into your life mm-hmm. and presenting yourself for that to become a reality. Mm-hmm. That's leadership. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, it's what a way to end. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we're glad you guys came today. And I think this is, when you're driving around Charleston and you're seeing inflatable Olaf's inflatable Grinches, inflatable Santas and reindeer. When you're seeing manger scenes made out of plywood um, or plastic, plastic with a yeah. fan built into yeah. them with a LED bulb, mm-hmm. in all the different ways that we've represented this story or this season, remember in the heart of it is there is these two people that are very much like us that had to make the choice of whether or not they were going to let God overshadow their lives and that they were going to yield their lives to his kingdom. Mm. And when that happens, something is birthed in you and in your life that changes that world around you. Mm. And we've just got to decide if we're going to be a part of that. Mm. So why don't you pray? That's powerful. Lord, thank you so much that you see us and that you know us. Thank you so much, Lord, for... Mary and Joseph, for the example they put out. Thank you that they're like us. Thank you that they're, we, can, we can strip humanity away in, in the ways that we can do that. And at the end of the day, they are humans just like us with experiences that we would all be just as blown away as they were. But thank you for their response. Thank you for the example upon which they led. And Lord, may the offering of our hearts and of our lives be just like Mary's. Just do it according to your will, Lord. Thank you that you're with us in all of it, that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you for this time of year we're about to go into celebrating you becoming, putting on flesh, becoming one of us, and all of that power and beauty and elegance of that. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All righty. Well, looking forward to seeing you this Sunday. We're... we're using the end of our framing service to lead us into Thanksgiving. It's going to be great. And then uh, after Thanksgiving, we begin our Behold series. Yes, Christmas series. Yes. So uh, we're excited about it. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Yep. All right, have a great night. Enjoy Elf and uh, watch the Grinch. And turkey and all that stuff. Yes, turkey. Oh, turkey. Oh, can't wait. All right, see you guys. See you.